everyone's got something to prove, including us. What's said or what's written or what happened last year doesn't matter anymore. We're going to be calling out to our fans to really put the pressure on because our noise can carry some serious momentum. You play the Jets, you play their fans. Welcome to Winnipeg, Canada's hockey home. Shifley scores! Here's Buffalo, he shoots, he scores! Wheeler finds the seam. Patrick Lyonet finds the back of the net. Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Nuke Lelouch, one of his uh, best lines from the movie Bull Durham is, I love winning, man. It's like better than losing. That's the feeling today in Winnipeg as uh, we get underway here on Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Jets back are on the board, actually, and in the series down two games to one. Uh, they went 6-3 in game three of the best of seven series at the Enterprise Center as the series shifted to St. Louis. And we kind of saw a full effort from the Jets from, st- from the start of the game to the end of the game. Connor Hellebuck picks up the victory. Mm-hmm. Dustin Bufflin is leading the team in point production with one and one. Kyle Connor with two goals. Patrick Laine with goals in three straight games. There's a lot of individual storylines that contributed to the Jets' first victory in the series. But game three belongs to Paul Maurice because Agreed. of how he adjusted his forward units going into the, the win. He left the Shifley-Wheeler-Connor line alone, but because Craig Berube... He knew one of that matchup of Ryan O'Reilly against Shifley. He opted to get Adam Lowry a little more offense, and, and it worked because Lowry's line was very effective, and instead of playing a shutdown role, contributed to the goal scoring. And the other factor that plays a role into this is Roslovic, Perot, and Hayes. It was almost, by reading Twitter, an afterthought that they were being instead of put out there as a line, were being benched and shoved, shoved to the side. They, they did a great job establishing the first period uh, pressure for the Winnipeg Jets. Perot, it, it didn't, didn't end up on the score sheet, uh, has a great opportunity from Kevin Hayes in the first period that Jordan almost scored right before that makes anyways. a blocker save. Yeah. Like, unbelievable stop. But they had some pressure and then end up scoring the first goal off of puck retrieval by Matthew Perot, who beats Alex Steen on the sideboards, and Hayes gets to the goal. So uh, uh, redemption for Hayes and contributions from every single level from the Winnipeg Jets to start the road back. Paul Maurice said he liked the Jets' performance in the first two games, but didn't want to be sounding like one of those coaches with, I, did, I like our game, even right. though we're down to nothing. One yeah. of those guys. Yeah. It was funny you to like hear a crazy person yeah. you say stuff like that at that it, moment. It, it yeah. was like like the the ultimate fan. Uh, it was funny to hear him say that. I just didn't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. But he did like their game better in game two than game one, and in game three, they just uh, were able to get the the shot selection that they that they liked. And a goal like Kyle Connor in his first goal. That may hit the post or go wide or hit a shoulder in, in games one and two, but it goes right uh, right up under the bar in game number three. When Paul Maurice was asked if there's going to be some changes uh, ahead of game three, this was before the Jets departed for St. Louis. His quote was, uh, you don't want to change your grip every time you get up to the tee box, but if you keep hooking the ball, you better make an adjustment. And he did make some adjustments. Uh, also, <laughs> you know uh, what's Brian funny about Little, that? what's that? As people were leaving the media conference, mm-hmm. I heard a conversation with a couple of people wondering, at least two, yeah, two, we're going, is he a golfer? 
Like, it's, it's, like they're starting to go down that path. Well, of course, path. Have everybody, with, yeah, it's around the Masters. It's time, around the so Masters, yeah. and everybody. It's, it's, can Paul play? Paul can play. Basically, with Paul Maurice, timing is everything, and there's a reason behind uh, that quote. But I thought that was very, very interesting. We should also mention uh, Brian Little reunited with Nikolai Ehlers and Patrick Laine, which gets people's. The bee in their bonnet, I guess, in some ways, when the, whenever those uh, three get back together. But they were very effective in the first period. Patrick Lani did score a goal four on four, a nice feed from Jacob Truba. But Brian Little was great again. And Nikolai Ehlers, Ehlers had a couple of good looks. Hey, Nikolai Ehlers' 18th playoff game, still no goals uh, in his NHL career yeah. in terms of the playoffs. But you were a little bit upset with 27 wow. at the end of the game. It was 6-3. The, the result's already in hand. But there's a great opportunity for him to get off the schneid, and he chose to pass. He, he has a he has a two on one with Patrick Line late, and and he and he sets up uh, his, his line mate, which is is great. And and probably in the grand scheme of things, maybe it was a better look. Maybe it was the right decision to make the pass. But it would have been that that little cherry on top of everything if Just, he goes down and and scores the seventh goal. Doesn't mean anything to the win, but would have added to the storyline of a guy breaking out and finally scoring his first goal. Uh, it's getting greedy. It's it's asking for... But that's that, like the cherry on top yeah, of it. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. you, you want that. But uh, I, I would I would have liked to have him to have shot it, but then maybe he's it's that whole, uh, it's the seventh goal, I'm, I'm not going to shoot, not two on one. But uh, it's just n- But you would think in that situation when in the game... Go! The, yeah, why get you it. Pa- Lainey's got three goals already in the series. Yeah. He's good, but again, that's that's a small thing. Uh, Winnipeg came out flying in the first, didn't get anything out of it though, mm-hmm. and we're down one, one nothing. nothing after one. Impressive. They had a power play that carried over to the uh, second period. Impressive, and maybe that that helped more than anything get them back into the flow because it would have been easy. And fans, tell me you weren't thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah, you we were going. I don't like those. Game, I don't like power plays going to second we, period. We like, don't. Yeah, but we, we played a great first period and mm-hmm. and we're down one nothing. Oh, woe was me. There's a couple of fans have been known to do that. This that didn't happen. The power play actually helped them, despite being on fresh ice. And rarely do those those work coming out of the room, but it got Winnipeg thinking offensively, and it helped jumpstart those three quick goals to start the second period. Most goals Jordan Bennington had ever allowed in his short National Hockey League career in a single game was four. Uh, he gets scored on six times. So that's nine times in the last two games. Have they figured something out here? No. Is this something to build off of? Or, But, I mean, it's not like they were lacking confidence about scoring on Jordan Bennington even after the first game. You can't tell me this doesn't ha- this keeps things going. Well, I think it's a positive. I think the, the the first goal of the game by Kevin Hayes scoring from long range when Jack Roslevic in front causing some some net front presence. That's the first goal Biddington had allowed from the perimeter. Every right. other goal was from the slot. Every every, every other goal. So so just getting that break uh is is a big confidence booster. Uh wasn't a terrible goal, but it's it's a break. Mm-hmm. Uh then they moved the puck around and after that there was the Dustin Bufflin goal was fluky if you want to call it that, but he was intending to do that. It was the only reason to even go near there was uh, Bennington in that reverse VH position that goaltenders use. You're, everything else is against the post. The only place you can bank it in is off the head, and goaltenders generally uh, uh, aren't used to somebody shooting right, right at their head from that. So he was trying to bank it in. Uh, other than that, everything else was a good look, a good shot. and So there wasn't a lot of fluky plays or something that I can – 
look at and there's a trend on Jordan Bennington. A trend that I have witnessed is the Jets have three power play goals in the series. And all three goals have been off clean face-off wins and early in power plays. 13 seconds in game three, 19 and 22 uh, in game number two. That's uh, incredibly effective. Doesn't let your penalty killers any time to set up. And face-off wins, which is an area that continues to be impressive from, from the Winnipeg Jets in a series where you thought the St. Louis Blues would dominate. St. Louis had a good first period on the draw. But uh, but Winnipeg won some key draws in Game Three that helped them g- get the edge. Yeah, St. Louis carried the play uh, or sort of faceoff department uh, by a heavy margin after the first period, but the Jets buckled down a little bit later in the game. Um, Connor Hellebuck was spotlight was right on him. Yep. In in this one, uh, Paul Maurice defended him, said he he's got he's you know he's fired up about this. That's paraphrasing the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, but you're always looking for something to build off of. Connor Hellebuck maybe looking to justify his stance as one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League where he didn't sit after the, the performance in game number two. That early goal goes in in the area where everyone's pointing. Blocker side, didn't move, but to his defense on this one, that that shot goes off the, the shin pad of Dustin Bufflin. And it's from the top of the circles. And might have provided more of a screen than you would like, but it just kind of got those doubts swirling. Wow. Not in him, not in his teammates. It feeds the narrative. Yes, and the fans that came here at Bell MTS Place, there was some groaning in the building on that one. And you're right. It, it adds the narrative that we're going on. It was on the pregame show in Sportsman as well, pointing out uh, what had happened in the first two games of the series. And it wasn't wrong. Like, they're, yeah. they're not wrong. There was something, and there is something there. Here's the thing. Early on, Ryan O'Reilly had a look in the first period coming down the left side and went to the blocker side. And... Connor Hellebuck comes up with a big save. And that was that was a good – I just made a mental note of it. It was about three minutes in into mm-hmm. the first period. That, to me, was a good sign because O'Reilly takes it. He went short side, but he made the save. And then there was a couple of other saves. Petrangelo had a shot that uh, later in the game that uh, Hellebuck was able to make the save. Listen, I, I do these five keys to the game on game day uh, for uh, WinnipegJets.com, and one of them was Connor Hellebuck doesn't have to – be perfect in game three, but he has to be better than Jordan Bennington. He, he, you can't be even and he can't be just, just short. Mm-hmm. So in, in game one, he was just short in game two. He, he lost to Jordan Bennington in that close. goaltending matchup in game three, despite allowing three, he was better than Jordan Bennington. You can make some, some, uh, claims either way, but he was better than Jordan Bennington and his best save came on a non-traditional stop where he got miscommunication with his defenseman. The puck was left behind the net. And, and the game and, was 3-2. And it was Patrick Maroon with, with uh, St. Louis been the back. the on their side in the series. Maroon back, uh, the Blues back within a goal. Maroon tries to stuff it in. And Hellebuck comes from the far side around the post. And desperation breeds brilliance is one of my favorite mm-hmm. lines. And both were evident there. And he gets the paddle down and makes a save. Tanev goes down and scores the goal. Yeah, and restores the four-two lead. So it, it, it's not the most tradi- It's not one of a windmill glove save or a, or a coming over Pass and making a, a split save. It was bailing yourself out basically mm-hmm. because you you're going to look at that as as his mistake, even if it's a miscommunication. He bailed himself out, came up with a save, and Winnipeg paid him back uh, with with a, 
um, fourth goal of the game. We're going to touch on uh, the Jets hanging on in the third period, which had been their nemesis uh, through in this series and also at points in the regular season in a moment here. But let's go inside the Jets dressing room and, of course, hear from head coach Paul Maurice. Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. This is Adam Lowry. You're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. That was good to get rewarded. Obviously, 3 is a, a bad hole to get into. Um, you know, I thought we just stayed with the game plan, stayed with what we've done the whole series so far, and uh, just got a little bit more reward tonight. I thought we played good hockey. Um, obviously, down one, that's, that's always tough. But, uh, well, there were still 40 minutes left, so it's... Uh, not mission impossible, but uh, I think we did a good ta- job in the in the second. I think we can be more disciplined, not take too many penalties because uh, they have a good power play and they're gonna eventually score when we give them to- too many options and chances. But uh, I think overall it was a good win. Um, you know, hopefully we you know we can keep going and uh, getting pucks by them. But you know, we have to focus on the little things and you know focus on our zone and uh, the offense will come. I mean, you do have to be aware of who you're out against um, certain situations. But, um, you know, if we're playing with the puck and, you know, using our speed and cutting back, and it's, it's pretty tough to defend against. The offense is a very good skating team. So sitting on a lead in the third period does us no good. It's, it, it takes our best asset away from our game, and that's our speed pressure game in the offensive zone. I think we can do a better job of that. That was head coach Paul Maurice and the uh, Jets dressing room. Was that your master's? Uh... That was my uh, very serious voice. <laughs> you know why? Because I'm focusing on the fact that I ha- we are yet about to give away 50 Jets reward points. This is the part of the program where I focus the hardest, even though I say this all the time. JetsRewards.ca. <laughs> Punch in the code word, which is rivalry. And I really hope that we have a new word in the upcoming week because I'm getting tired of saying the word rivalry. But I'm not getting tired of you guys getting 50 Jets rewards points just for typing that word in. So thanks so much for listening to Ground Control official podcast, the Winnipeg Jets. Third period, Nemesis hanging, the clouds hanging over the Jets Yep, in that department. Up well, three, I asked you, I said, is the third period going to be a non-factor? Shorthand going to the third yeah. period. A non-factor, or will the third period become start chewing your fingernails again? Yeah. I thought for sure the Jets were going to score and make it 4-1 in the third period, but that narrative died real quick. Uh, Jets give up a goal to make it 3-2, and then it's, as we touched on a little bit earlier, uh, it's the Connor Hellebuck save on Patrick Maroon to keep it 3-2, and the Jets go back the other way. But the push came. The push right. came from St. Louis, they 16 were, shots. By far, they were opportunistic. Yeah. They gave up a lot of chances, but this feeds into Connor Hellebuck. Didn't have to steal this win for the Jets, but he was excellent in the third period. Both Connor Hellebuck and the Jets as a team. And they were outshot badly in that third period. 16-5. Shots ended up 29-29, if you can believe it, despite uh, Winnipeg having a wide edge after the after the second period. What what I like about it from Winnipeg going into tomorrow night and game four is St. Louis pushed. They scored a couple of goals, but Winnipeg actually ends up winning the, the period, 3-2. Mm-hmm. So Hellebuck is able to hold firm, and the Winnipeg Jets aren't dominated, even though St. Louis carries the play, aren't dominated on the scoreboard, and end up winning the third period. So a couple of different confidence boosters coming out of it 
for the Jets in that final frame to further accentuate what was uh, easily their strongest game of the series and gives Paul Maurice uh, further uh, status in, in how he liked his team's game in the first two. Dustin Bufflin did score on this one, had an assist. He's the Jets' leading scorer at mm-hmm. this point in the series. Five is points. He, has he been their best player, period, I think in so now. Series? I, I didn't know uh, who was their best player after two games. There's a few different uh, factors that could play into it, lining with a couple of goals. Uh, Bufflin had, had a couple of strong play plays. Uh, I, I thought uh, uh, the, the play of uh, Wheeler, Shifley, and Connor still had another fact, another way were... to place to go, despite Wheeler and Shifley scoring goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there wasn't that, that person that had dominated. But when you look at Bufflin and his first two games and couple that with being down low on Bennington, and end up taking uh, a couple of punches to the head uh, at, in the in About the altercation six. with yeah. with with Braden Shen, uh, scoring a goal, uh, picking up another assist, and being again just involved in around the game. Uh, he is he's he's been a guy that's that that's led the way. I like Line's game too, not yep. just scoring the goal. And uh, physical I, again. I, so he's got three straight games that. with a goal. First time since uh, February since he's and done that. And I love that. the addition of, of Andrew Kopp uh, to to uh, Lowry's line. It just yeah. it it gives them a little bit more versatility offensively, mm-hmm. not just two assists for Andrew Kopp. Yeah, I I the uh, the decision for by Paul Maurice in these in the the line switches that uh, I'm sure he'll stick with going into Game Four. Uh, were significant, and now it's up to Craig Berube. Will he be satisfied with what he saw from his team in the third period and say that the first two was was more of a desperate team from Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and that was the factor, or or will will St. Louis make significant adjustments? Because I th- it wasn't just a tweak that Paul Maurice pulled off. It was when you're changing personnel from all three lines, taking Parlin home out, Matthew Pro coming in uh, because he's healthy. It was uh, it was a big decision. It uh, uh, Winnipeg's down, but if they were really close in the first two, that was a big statement in Game Three. Nobody's ever had uh, outside of in Game Three uh, more more than one goal advantage. Mm-hmm. Jets had uh, two, and then of course a three goal advantage. A couple of things. And able to answer trends. too. Every time St. Louis scored, yeah. outside of the one nothing goal, yeah, it was quick reply too. Yeah, another thing too. Both all three games, the home team has been the more physical side. It really hasn't worked out for them. You win that battle, and the, and the Blues in a slight edge in special teams on home ice. Jets were the better team by far in special teams in the first two games Isn't of the it series. Interesting. So now, it's great that you win those. And it's yeah. great that you're the more physical team, which is the natural thing so to want to do on your, on your home ice. I don't have an answer for you on that Jets, one. Jets are incredible in the penalty kill, seven for seven in the yeah. first two games, and score uh, two power play goals. Yeah, and by and far dominate more, physically. Yeah, yeah, by far they're the more physical team in the first two but games. But leave in a two nothing hole. Now they were closer than St. Louis was in mm-hmm. game three. Yes, uh, to victories in games one and two, and then just the the power play, especially Winnipeg did score a power play goal, a four on three goal. Uh, in the, in the game three a victory, but but St. Louis with with their first two power play goals, they, St. Louis can feed off that. They they can certainly. I, I highly doubt that Winnipeg is going to be able to dominate territorially uh, the way they did. But there were stretches in game two, especially in the second period, 
where Winnipeg was able to carry the play, just didn't get the payoff. And in, in game three, they did. And now if the home team uh, continues to run into troubles in game four and the road team is victorious, it could come back uh, 2-2. But I think it's, it's a big, calming performance from Hellebuck, from Paul Maurice, and from for the fan base to just, just sit back and go. Now you can breathe now for a couple breathe. of days. Yeah. Game four on Tuesday, Enterprise Center in St. Louis. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Tyler Esquivel, Mitchell Clinton will be your hosts on Monday, or the Tuesday edition, actually. So uh, enjoy their performance. Let us know if we're better. We appreciate that. Could I'm, be. I'm going to protest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to file it right away, or is it going to be an initial protest? Well, it takes. I'm going to try and file it right away. I'm, I'm, I'm having some trouble um, finding the exact the portal. Yeah. So, so I, I think I should get on it. You right never away. know who to protest to. That's the thing. That's the so, key word. So, who's in game three? Who was the most important performance from? I'm Dustin Bufflin all the way on that yeah. one. Yeah. I just, I'm going Connor Hallibuck. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I understand why you're going there. Yeah. I just Dustin Bufflin was everything to yeah. me in game in game three for the Jets. Agree to disagree. There's a there's and Patrick Line. Yeah, third time this year that he scored goals in three straight games. He's made a four. He had it four early on. Yeah, he'll try and equally uh, a season high. Good times. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to WinnipegJets.com.